Harvey suffered the ear or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little thing. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start off with some talking and some movie clips and popcorn fighting, fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation, kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month or movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest and the push, you know it's all about games. I said slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast on this System Sunday. I have a special guest. I have Stefan from Dragon Peak Publishing, and we're going to talk about some of their products and some future Kickstarters. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How about you, Jason? Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and, and let my listeners know about your product line and what you have coming up. There's some exciting things. And a lot of things here that you have. a So I, I maybe we'll knock this yeah. out first. You, if we go to your like your itch.io page or your dry throw mm-hmm. RPG page for Dragon Peak Publishing, there's a variety of different systems that you've made products for, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is great. You know, you, you have the whole DCC lines, right? DCC or Dungeon Crawl Classics, Mutant Crawl Classics, Weird Frontiers. But then you also have products for Rune, Mothership, Pirate Borg, Primal Quest. So is that do, are, are you lucky enough to be able to play yeah. a wide variety of games or do you, do you uh, not as work? often as I like? So that that's why the, you know, the DCC and the, the MCC is like the focus. Cause that's what I, I generally get to play, but yeah, I like, uh, I like a lot of different things. So, you know, it, uh, when primal quest came out, I saw what Diogo was doing with that. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And did some stuff with there. I've been a fan of mothership for, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, excited for when my whenever they send that big box set to me so um you know that this is you know it's a it's an official business i I pay my taxes and everything but i'm not making like a huge amount of money on this this is uh in no way the day job uh so i'm just i i try to just make whatever i'm interested in It, it doesn't make me enough money to work on stuff that's boring to me so that's why you'll i'll event i'll dip my toes into other systems it's because i'm i don't know i'm going through a thing and i'm going oh man rune is so cool what a what a cool little solo game and uh i can this if it feels different from the other thing and the system is different so it'd be a, a good avenue for me to be able to put out that idea for something i've had rattling around in my brain for a couple of years but couldn't think of how to make it work in dungeon crawl classics but it, perfect for rune so yeah that's why i I just go go wherever my heart takes me right and and that's how so one thing i usually do with kickstarters before i back them is i like to go to the the creator page and see what projects they've made what projects they backed Mm -hmm. and it's obvious you're a fan here because you you've created three projects so far and you know fulfilled and everything's good Mm -hmm. with those but you backed 80 projects as, yeah. as I look at it now, so so it's obvious you're a fan. It's not like you know you have some creators come on like zero back one. You know the current project is the only thing they've created, but but yeah, your love of the the industry and all is obvious here, and not just here, but you're also involved in other places. So for my listeners that aren't familiar, maybe we should do to, uh, a meet Stefan segment really quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably so. And, and just <laughs> you know your your background with RPGs, you know what spaces you're currently moving in. 
where mm -hmm. they can find you, things like that. And, and then we'll get into some some harder questions. But for sure. Um, so yeah, I've been gaming for almost about 20 years now. Uh more than 15, less than 20. Uh I started with like three five or actually three oh. Um three three five was out, uh, which meant for me and my broke teenage friends that the 3.0 stuff was like on steep discounts so my buddy bought the box set for that and in my first game i was i chose lydia the halfling rogue and i thought that was cool because i had a huge list of uh different skills which now is not what i go for at all uh in games and uh my very first game i got trapped in a magic mirror for all of eternity and uh i walked home that day and uh never stopped thinking about dnd though uh i'm not playing D, D brand these days but that that's where my journey began um and uh and yeah i've been doing i've been you know then it was home brewing and doing stuff for my friends for years and i started publishing stuff um my first thing was in the the 2020 gong farmers almanac which uh -huh. is a a free community publication if if you want a physical copy it is at cost but you know you'll get like a 700 page pdf for absolutely free and it just has whatever fans want to make in there and i i got into that i wrote an adventure i did as much play testing as i could and like it's a fun adventure but i look at it now and i see like oh yeah way too much box text there and, oh, you, that could have been tightened up um but it I also did layout uh, for that and several other adventures there. And so that's how I dipped my toes in the water. I did a zine quest thing for uh, a mutant crawl classics zine called Merchants of the Multiverse. And I've kept on going from there and doing my own layout and shipping and fulfillment and uh, doing trying to do just about everything except editing and art. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. And, and actually, people can find you on Twitch occasionally, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I co-host uh, Rules as Written on the Goodman Games Twitch. It's on there uh, every other Tuesday um, at 5 p.m. Central. And we, it's Raw, it's Rules as Written. We talk about the rules of Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, and by the time this airs, we'll probably have started moving on to Mutant Crawl Classics because we've done like 25 episodes of talking about the rules for DCC. Um, and we, we get into the little you know, fiddly bits of like, okay, this is kind of vague. So rules as written, what does it mean? But how should you probably handle it? And, uh, you know, a lot of that is like questions that me and my other hosts, we see people post on like discord channels and stuff going, how do I handle this? And we, we try to do, uh, stuff like that, to help out the community. And it's also just fun. Um, I don't think anyone actually runs their dungeon crawl classics game rules as written, um, I certainly don't, but it's, uh, it, it's, you know, so it's kind of about like knowing which rule, what the rules are before you start breaking them is kind of the mindset mm -hmm. that I have about it. Well, and, and that's so important, right? And folks, I'll have links to all this in the show notes, so you'll be able to find it. But yeah, knowing I'm all for house rolling, but try to play the game as written first, because if you don't understand what the rules are and some games, it's mm -hmm. more important than others, but it's it's like if you go into AD and D first edition, well, I'm just going to make it a silver standard now. Well, there's so <laughs> much built into the way that game works. You can do it 100, percent but yeah. you, you know the all the side effect consequences of that. Um, so so let me so I have to admit, and I apologize for this, but I, I haven't kept track. I don't end up watching a lot of Twitch and, and things. I end up just listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I, I haven't seen. I'll try to catch up on some of that stuff. 
Uh, well, is is that like twenty five? Where is it on like yeah, it's, YouTube? It's or? on the Goodman Games YouTube. So okay. uh, yeah. if you have twenty five free hours, uh, you can go and binge watch me. I guess. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> maybe not I... the best binge watch, but yeah, you yeah. you can pick out the the titles and go. Okay, this one says it's about the elf class, or this one says it's about spell duels, and you know we try to be good so you you know what you're getting into there, right? So very cool. I, I know for me, you, you know, I enjoy DCC. We we played it quite a bit. I have a buddy, Carl Rodriguez, who's down mm-hmm. in Texas, and he he has the Geomologist Presents podcast, and, and he yeah. does a bunch of different stuff. And and we did a we, we did a campaign with DCC where we started at fifth level and, and, and went up, and, and it was great, you know, playing the higher level characters. And, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that when we talk about your, your Kickstarters here. But I personally, I found one thing that's really helped with DCC is the crawler app. And I don't know if you use that when you run yeah. DCC, but yeah, pretty much everybody I know the is a purple sorcerer's crawler app. That is just so, so great. The one thing that kills me with that, I know this is totally off topic now and I, and I pull this totally yeah. off is they, they run a, like a fundraiser for purple sorcerer every year for that app. Mm-hmm. But I never know when, it, when the fundraiser is, I always hear about the fundraiser, like, <laughs> after it i've caught it like th- two or three times over the yeah. years i need to figure out uh, when, i think when i think on the website you can sign up for a newsletter yeah. which i don't think they put stuff out very often um mm-hmm. but they and if you're on the goodman games newsletter on on that site i know they always mention it whenever purple sorcerer does their yeah. fundraiser too so yeah i'll, I'll yep. check that out um but yeah so so actually so let's talk about DCC and MCC and all that for a little bit. Um, I know that your, your upcoming products, and, and we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll let you pitch those. Mm-hmm. And they're coming out as this is published. They'll be out this week. You, you know, mm-hmm. knock on wood if everything goes right with Kickstarter mm-hmm. and, and all that. But we kind of timed this interview so it would be just before the releases. Um, but you, you've got a combination of things coming out here. So, so if you want to maybe talk about what's yeah. coming out, and then we can kind of talk about the systems a little bit. So uh, it should be launching on June 13th. And uh, what I'm doing, you, uh, you you can't just choose one of these things, but what I'm doing is uh, it's a, there's a zine um, that has a MCC funnel that um, is actually like the premise for it is you are genetic experiments to see what cosmic radiation will do. And, uh, and you've returned from your thousand year journey of seeing what, you know, subsequent clones and cosmic radiation and all that would do and of course you've uh, mutated into all the ways that a character would mutate for mutant crawl classics um but i also stick in there like hey if, if you want to choose a different occupation table like this is a a really good funnel for doing that and i and uh you like hop around low orbit asteroids and you ostensibly have a time limit that is you're gonna run out of oxygen by the time this game session ends and it's a, also a, a funnel that you can do it in a two hour time limit. Um, I've done it as little as uh, an hour and 30 minutes, but usually somewhere around an hour 45 and you can do that, which is, I I wish there were some more adventures out there like that, where it feels like a full adventure. You get to make choices, not some linear thing, but you, you get to do it in a tight time period so that, I don't know, your significant other doesn't mind too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but it's also got some other cool rules in the zine. I've got um, essentially the, I, I kind of redid the Lankmar Benisons and Bane stuff for Mutant Crawl Classics, and I realized there's no mutation dueling rules. DCC has spell duels, but MCC doesn't have anything. So I, I wrote up a, I looked at those and I 
tried to simplify it a bit more and I stuck that in the zine. So it's got that stuff in there. Um, and it's, I think it'll be like 36 pages. Um, it's all through the layout except for some of the art uh, that I haven't gotten in yet. And then I've also got a full-size adventure. Um, oh, and there's also a, a new class in the zine as well. Forgot about that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's called the Jungle Juice Drinker. And it's like, you're a normal human, but you uh, you make these crazy concoctions out of things you kill. And maybe that's a robot and maybe that's a monster. And uh, you kind of use a, a D-die-like thing. Um, kind of this idea of like, what if what would the post-apocalyptic version of like, Geralt from the Witcher be doing if he's like making all these crazy potions, but it's out of, you know, all the weird monsters and mutant crawl classics instead of the weird monsters in the Witcher series. Um, but then my full size adventure is called the Technomancer of Candy Mountain. And uh, that kind of came about for me watching Willy Wonka one day and going, these are traps. This is a dungeon. Um, and combining that with like, the song Big Rock Candy Mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's like Robocops with wooden legs in there and uh, some whiskey lemonade springs. And uh, and then also combining it with like the Candy Kingdom from the show Adventure Time. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, and you kind of have, and it's, and I've written up a bunch of stuff in there. So it's, it's a really big adventure. Uh, there's random tables for the region of the Candy Mountains. There's random tables for the town of Whiskey Springs. And then there's the, you know, the dungeon crawl portion, which is the candy factory. Because when, you know, I, I turned this, uh, there's also a little bit of inspiration from the, the Slurm episode of Futurama, uh, where you kind of have this evil, legally distinct Willy Wonka talking about his legally distinct Oompa Loompa type people. And he's going, they think they have a good union, but they're practically slaves. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this Willy Wonka guy is kind of a very evil uh, corporate capitalist uh, thing, and uh, a lot of players in, in playtests uh, seem really eager to join the resistance and take them down. Right, and uh, and the cool thing with that is that's a it's what a level three adventure, I think, mm -hmm. or third level adventure. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. that's nice. We see a lot of funnels, and funnels are fun. But I but I think that now, like with your funnel that you have in Marvel's of the multiverse, because there's some other things in there that that's a little bit different than a standard funnel that my only, yeah. I, I enjoy funnels and especially starting campaigns. My only issue with funnels, if that's the only thing people see at conventions are, they never get to play with all the class features in DCC or MCC. Yeah. And, and funnels kind of give this false impression that like DCC is the deadliest game. And it's like, no, the funnel is very deadly, but it's mm -hmm. deadly in the same way that like a game of paranoia is deadly. Right. Um, once you get to level one, you're harder to kill than a standard D and D character. You don't die at zero; you bleed out. And then if you don't get healed before you're done bleeding out, then you can make a luck check, and you still might be alive. You just lose a point of stamina instead of dying. Like it, it's it's way it's way less deadly, if anything. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And the both these and we. I, I probably cut you off before you were finished talking about it, but Candy Mountain also has a new PC class in there, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah, the the Sweeties. So, you know, they're doing the Candy Mountain and taking some of that Adventure Time vibe. Uh, there's Sweeties, and they uh, they get a few mutations, not as much as, like, the other kind of mutant characters, but they also get a luck die, kind of like the Thieves in DCC. And I wrote in there, um, like, genotypes for them. So, you know, you can be a, a donut guy, or you can be a jawbreaker, you can be a gingerbread man, or you can be a, a little you know, ice cream Sunday lad, 
you know, and uh, I wrote it in a way so it's like, okay, this is like a soft candy or a hard candy or this is a baked candy. I, I also wrote in like a side thing. So it's, you're going to have, you have kind of got a genetic predisposition towards a certain mutation type. So put in there because I I, don't know, I thought that would be, I I like that idea that that's not a standard MCC thing but it it seems fun and I also put in an occupation table you can use because if you're if you're in the Candy Mountain region and your candy character originates from there they've got a little bit more of a society than the just hunter gatherer that is standard MCC so uh, there's again me I know the rules but I'm not running you know by the rules I, I my characters know you know. My MCC game, I'm going, yeah, they've probably figured out agriculture again. Uh, right. So, so when that kind of brings us, so, so both these are, are combining this Kickstarter, it, you know, it's coming out mm-hmm. here in a couple of days, folks. There's, if, um, I, I don't know, if, hopefully I'll have a link in the show notes if, if there's a pre-link. If not, then yeah. is then I'll update the show notes as soon as it launches. But th- there'll be there, something in the show notes. There's a pre-link. And I'll also say, so day one backers, it'll it'll be on June 13th. If you back it on that first day, I'm going to launch at like 10 a.m. Central. So until 10 a.m. the next day, if you back, then there is an available pledge tier. That'll get you a free iron-on patch that ha- sa- says OSR in the middle. And then it says, no Watsi, no masters. <laughs> uh, so kind of riffing off the old like anarchist, no gods, no masters slogan. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Well, well all that be in the show notes. And, and I guess that kind of brings me. So, so I was going to talk about the Gonzo, but let's fall back for a minute. One thing I love about post-apocalyptic gaming and sci-fi gaming, mm-hmm. and you can have this, of course, in fantasy game and any kind of game, but, but it seems to me something the post-apocalyptic games lend themselves more to having some kind of social commentary built into them right i think like so, yeah. like a, like it maybe not always in your face but but just mild in there right i mean to be fair candy mountain's kind of in your face but but that's yeah okay. this this one's pretty and this is definitely the most in your face social commentary yeah. thing i've done yeah no lie but but that's not a bad thing um no. and it's but but i i think these kind of games really you know even going back like you know, Gamma World back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. all that was in there, you know, and, and and you can poke fun at things and get away with it, right? And and you can have more, well, I guess it does kind of go in the Gonzo discussion too. You can have kind of, gon- although I guess, so the hard part with Gonzo is defining it, right? Yeah. At what point does does weird become Gonzo? And and that's a tough question. I don't know. Do you, do you have a personal, like a line um, where it becomes too much or? I don't know. I Yeah, I, I the... I don't I don't like it when it's there's just like the monster closets and it's like this doesn't even make sense. Why is this here? So I don't know. That's but that isn't Gonzo either. That's just I don't know, Gygaxian naturalism sometimes <laughs> and sometimes it's just poor writing. Um yep. but so I don't know when it becomes Gonzo. In this I was yeah, there, there's a lot of channeling of Willy Wonka and a lot of channeling of uh of the show Adventure Time in this one. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if if folks like those though and they like mutant crawl classics. So this is going to be a really fun one for you though. Definitely, yeah. It's I I've been lucky enough to see some some advanced or you know early drafts of these and and they're really neat. And I I do recommend folks check these out. And even if you're not into DCC, you could adapt these to other systems easily enough. So. Yeah, DCC it, it's not. A rules replication of, of you know bx or anything but it's close enough that it, it wouldn't take you too much work right yeah w- without a doubt yeah so, um, 
I've, so, I've adapted a, a DCC adventure to a to 5e like on the fly having only skimmed like the published adventure before and it, it was just about like okay I know about I know how much health my players have I know about how much uh you know damage the the last normal 5e thing is that I threw at my players was so I'll just roll about that many dice and everything's getting made up on the fly uh-huh. um and it worked just because I knew how to threaten the characters um and and everything yeah just improv so yeah definitely i mean although folks if if you haven't read dcc i do recommend it. i know it scares people off because the size of the book but so (laughs) much of that are just the spells tables and things like that the the actual rules themselves aren't that big and you can get the the quick start guide to it that 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 really cuts that down but yeah that thing's like 24 pages long and it's got zero to level two for all the classes and like aided spells and an adventure in the back and it's mm-hmm. all in 24 pages so yeah the, the rules are are simple they just uh there's a lot more if you want it right but but it does some things that i i haven't really seen in other games that i really and i'm sure other games out there do it but things like the the way it uses alignment and especially like for mm-hmm. the healing for the clerics right i love the fact that if, if you're trying to heal somebody you know what alignment they are matters you know and because in your standard D D game that's you know not not that doesn't matter at all or yeah, it depends it, on the it, game i guess but yeah yeah it usually doesn't matter unless you're picking up a sword that is like can only be held by lawful good characters and if you're not a d3 damage or d4 damage right where, where in dcc if you're trying to if you're lawful and you're trying to you know heal a chaotic person well that might not turn out so well yeah <laughs> might, disapproval but, which is another great mechanic. I mean, Joseph Goodman just really knocked out of the park. And the fact that we've had it without any major updates. Yeah. To the, just recently, they, you know, they, they've updated to, to make it a little more gender neutral in some of the things, which is fine. But the, as far as mechanics go, they haven't yeah. had to do any mechanic, any updates of mechanics. And I don't I, 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 I'm talking, you know, without the knowledge here, but I'm pretty sure there's no plans to have like a second edition DCC. No, and it, it's uh, yeah, it was published in 2012, so it's been the same rule set for over a decade. Um, I know they have they mentioned uh the the DCC product line uh like director of product line Mike Curtis he does uh, a monthly show called Mauve Mike, and on that he mentioned and I that like sometime in probably 2024 they were thinking of doing like not a different not a revision but like a here is the basic rules and here's the expert rules and trying to have something that's like a little bit more approachable, Uh but it sounds like it would just be like, it wouldn't be changing anything. It'd just be like stripping things down a little bit so that you've got something that, you know, I imagine is like more friendly to uh, younger children or, uh, or people are just like more casual uh, because it's kind of easy to get intimidated by like a 500 page book. Uh, Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and yeah, because it'd be a shame to to do anything that would change the system because you've got such a great library of adventures out there for it. And mm-hmm. you know, just such a neat system, um, which lo- so looking at your product line, you've kind of bounced around a little bit. Now, the other thing we didn't mention with, with your products that are out there are the tokens. And, oh, yeah. Which are really cool. You, you've got tokens for just about not every genre, but I mean, you've got Wild West and fantasy and pulp. You, yeah, you know, you I, got all kinds of cool things. 
I spent, uh, they're, they're all taken from like public domain images of like old magazines and stuff. So like one of them is a, is a token that's just like all the good quality covers from weird, uh, from weird tales magazine. And it's just that, um, but I try to make them like pretty cheap because it's just like, okay, I didn't, I didn't like pay for any of the art. It's old and public domain, but I sure spent a lot of time making over 1800 tokens. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but you'll get like, you know, 150 tokens or, or, or like 300. I think I, I generally have it if like a $5 token pack is going to give you like 200 or 250 tokens or something. So you get a whole lot. Um, and I'll, I'll have those on, uh, as like a discounted add-on item on, on the Kickstarter too. So like, I think all bundled together they cost like over 30 dollars. but if you back the kick you know you could back the kickstarter for a buck and then choose the tokens as a as a 20 dollars add-on and get them for uh you'll have to wait until like the kickstarter finishes to to get your download code but you get them for a good deal there yeah that's awesome yeah w one thing i've been doing recently with with gaming and and i kind of got this off at ray otis or plundergrounds but is to take mm -hmm. the 25 millimeter coin holders at the plastic coin holders i've got them they're in the other room but but basically it's a clam, it's a clear clamshell you can put a coin in you know and close mm -hmm. it and but you can you know you cut out your tokens and put them in there like pogs and, and you can do double-sided but that okay. but to take that to con so if you're not into miniatures or, or you're not a you know good at painting or just for easier easy carry to have so you can have 200 with you where you can't easily carry 200 minis with you right? <laughs> yeah but, but you could you, you just put put all your tokens in those those coin holders and, and you can take that to the convention. Everybody can have their individual tokens and stuff. And he's made up a bunch of ones that you can get off Plundergrounds, his itch.io site for, um, um, yeah, sorry, my brain just died. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're probably, yeah. oh, Blood Bowl, cool. Yeah, he's done a bunch of Blood Bowl ones, which, which are really cool. Um, so, yeah. So Anyway, but the, the tokens caught my eye because I've kind of gravitated now towards using those in, in gaming just because the easy transport and yeah you know and then you can just put a little colored disc under them if you have groups or whatever they're just really easy to to use at the gaming table yeah, yeah. i like painting miniatures but uh it, it's life for me right now makes it hard to find the time yeah. uh i i got enough like i got a kid to raise i got a job and i got enough projects fixing up a house it's like i would love to sit down and just paint my little dudes more often but yeah yeah they will sit unpainted on a shelf for now no i understand that I've, i i need to i i think what i'm gonna end up doing is just giving away my <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of my my lead that's unpainted that's just piled i i have fleet i have battlestar galactica fleets you know from oh wow the, I, they were from the original show but the you know just i, I don't know what they're like whatever the right scale is to use for you know miniature gaming for because I, I i used to do war gaming before i got back into role playing and um but yeah, I've got all kinds of junk. I, I need to just get give away. Um, yeah. But yeah, so let's. Well, well let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. you, you have a Twitter handle that's kind of yeah. interesting, right? D DM bad wrong fun. So I, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but in, in your opinion, obviously it's kind of a jokey name, but is there a, such a thing as bad wrong fun? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I'll say yes. The bad wrong fun is when uh, you are having fun at the detriment of others. That That's the only real kind of bad wrong fun. Play your game and play what, you know, I'm 
I've got the no Watsy, no masters patch on there, but play 5e if you want. It's not for me, and a lot of people get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a there was a sticker on my last Kickstarter, and a lot of people are like, "Will you make this into a patch? I want this on my my vest or whatever." So I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll make yeah, sure, I'll make it into a patch." Um, but yeah, have have fun, and as long as you're uh, not doing it to the detriment of others, you're not making other people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, and and that it's you guys and gals and and everyone else all remember that uh you are you're just there to pretend that you're elves and and play the elf game or or the mutant game uh just just have some fun and be kind to one another yep i agree 100 percent with that that's yeah as long as you and your group are having fun and like you say you're not having that fun at the detriment of other people yeah there it's i'm with you there Uh, very cool so do you have a preference it it, for for my listeners i Mm -hmm. Do you have a preference between them get buying your products from, and this isn't something I've asked other guests, but I'm kind of curious as a creator yeah. and knowing there's a different back end to different systems, do you have a preference between drive through and itch? And, um, and, if you, and if you don't want to answer that publicly, that's okay. I, no, I that, it's totally fine. Um, so I'll say as an end user, I prefer drive through just because mm-hmm. I've got more things in there and I'm more familiar with how the library works in there even though it's not a great library system which i could organize it in some ways but i'm so as an end user i'm i prefer drive through but as a person selling products i prefer itch because i get a much larger cut i get 65 percent of a sale from drive through um you know of profit so if you're getting a pod thing 65 percent of whatever after you know the cost to produce the thing but on itch it's only pdfs so that kind of stinks you don't have that option i um i should put more i think i've got like one thing i put up on lulu uh which i don't think anyone's bought from but uh, i should just put it up because that's better for some people in some other countries that mm-hmm. you know print on demand um but you get like you can adjust what rate you give itch is the tangent i i got distracted by um, and the default is you get to keep 90% of your sales. So as someone who sells things, I prefer itch, but, um, really do whatever is good for you. I, I love when people back my Kickstarters. I love it when, um, I sell stuff to, you know, afterwards I'll sell this, uh, stuff at, you know, whatever the wholesale prices are to Goodman games and they'll list it on their site and I'll sell it to exalted funeral and they'll list it on their site. And, you know, they, they pay me for the, you know, the 20 copies or the 40 copies or whatever, whatever it is that they want to get. And, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't see anything after that, but I still love it when people are like, Oh, I got my, my delivery from exalted funeral. And look, and I see my thing in their, you know, you know, swag picture. Uh-huh. Uh, and that makes me excited too. So whatever makes sense for you and your wallet and the time you're in, uh, and how you want to collect things and organize them. Uh, I say do that. Um, I'm I'm just happy that people like enjoy my stuff enough that I get a make enough money to put some like pretty and like professional art in it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I I know the like the advanced copies that you shared with me before mm-hmm. this are you know they, they don't have all the art in there or anything, but the art that's in there already is, is really great. And you know the, these artists that you're working with are. You know, I recognize the names. I don't, 
I, I don't know, sorry, just in case there's any hiccups on the back end, I, 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 unless uh, that, I, I'll, I'll let you name names if you want. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Maybe uh, on the spot, but. So I, I like I do use some stock art from like mm -hmm. Jay Shields because um, he has a lot of great stuff. And they'll be like, oh, I'm doing this thing where they're hopping around worlds. And that I happen to notice he's got like he's created several packs that are just like weird planets. And I go, oh, I just get these and put some arrows connecting to show the point crawl path. And that's perfect. Like mm -hmm. and I've, I've showed that to players and they were like, what? That's stock art. That looks so good though and i'm just like well if you choose the right stuff it will look good but i'm also i'm getting original work by um by bozen all who uh i've worked with on my, a lot of my previous mutant crawl classic stuff um he does the he's done the cover of all the x of the multiverse stuff so i, mm -hmm. I did merchants of the multiverse and then i did mysteries and now it's marvels and if i do another i'll have to i've got a, a google doc with like 20 different words that start with the letter M. So, um, and then I'm doing, I got Ed Bickford to uh, do the cover art for the Technomancer Candy Mountain. Uh, people know him. He's worked a lot with um, Levi Combs of Planet uh -huh. X Games. He's done, I think he did all of the covers of the different issues of the Phylactery. And he'd done other stuff for Levi as well, but I, I know the Phylactery. So people recognize him. He's great. And I am, super happy with the with the cover you did for me it's got you know awesome just his color work is really great he, mm -hmm. he is a great at his color composition so i was excited for that yeah it, both these are these covers are great i i really like the the, the marvels and multiverse just because it's got mm -hmm. that kind of weird tales kind of vibe to it with the you know i don't know is it like a space squid or whatever yeah the ship and that's just yeah Really I, I sent Bozen like a couple like old covers for when, when I see like an, a cool old pulp cover from a book, I'll save it and like put it in a Google Drive thing just because I'm like, that's cool. And and I save them so that one day, like I did with this, I can send it to an artist and be like, OK, I want you to have a space squid tearing apart a ship and, you know, people are flying out and it's and you can see like the world and the distant behind them and uh, have vibes like these three different like pulp, you know, pulpy book covers and and they'll get it. And then like, yeah, I get I get the end result that I want. So have you tried the other, well, I guess we'll segue a little bit. I, I'll be pressured your time, but I'll, I'll keep you a little bit longer mm -hmm. here. So have you had a chance to play some of the other offshoots, some of the other zines for DCC, their DCC base, like um, like Ninja City or or like yeah. some of the other ones? Uh, I, I have, well, it's in a box right now because I'm in the midst of moving, but I have Ninja City. I haven't played it. Um, yeah, I'm one of the, the folks who will certainly buy just about anything that looks interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, that that was kind of part of the reason I started publishing stuff because my wife was going, you buy so much stuff. And I had to figure out a way to go like, look, honey, it's research. Right. Uh, look, <laughs> I make more money just barely than I spend on this hobby. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. But so um, I think the most recent offshoot one that I played was I played, a, uh, I think it was called Cathedral. I'm trying to remember, was it, I think it's Cthulhu Crawl Classics. Okay. I forget. Uh, there's only like two or three issues of that zine. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah, it's, you add some classes and, uh, and you play Call of Cthulhu Adventures. And, uh, you know, I played through The Haunting a few months ago. 
Very cool. Yeah, we we I I've run uh, Ninja City a couple times. I really like that. Of course, that's kind of falls into that kind of movies and stuff I enjoy. But the yeah. the other one that, that we've or Carl uh, over at Jamologist uh, mm-hmm. events, he's run a couple times that we've had a heck of a lot of fun with is Umerica. I don't I don't know if you've yeah. read those or looked I've, at those, but I've played a little. I played in a couple of Umerica games, and yeah, they're mm-hmm. really fun and. Uh, you know, it's uh, the the default flavor of mutant crawl classics is not quite like what I would run, and the default flavor of America is not quite what I would do either. But if you, but I'm like right in the middle between those two, and I I think a lot of folk are like that. Just like yep. take take what I want from either one. They're both amazing, and some folks will have their preferences, but I think I think more folks will go down the middle of that line. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, they're, you know, Mutant Crawl Classics is, is a really interesting line of game, line of modules and in, in the base game. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm really glad it's out there. And I, I wonder, I, I don't know, I, I hope it's caught on well enough. Um, and, and I also worry, like, like Weird Frontiers is out there too, right? And Weird yeah. Frontiers is another, you know, great system that, that I worry. I, I don't know. I, I I worry a little bit. I know Mutant Coral Classics has full support at Goodman because it's a Goodman Games product, right? But yeah. but I worry about Weird Frontiers because I got caught up in the whole... Well, it goes back to the whole corporate thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole shenanigans with the name, which is a shame. Um, uh, but, yeah. yeah. No, that's ah, is what it is with that. I, I hope it's good. Uh, I hope people are still enjoying it because I've got two fully written Weird Frontiers adventures. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. running... Both of them uh, again at uh, North Texas RPG Con, which will have probably just passed by the time this airs. But right. uh, I sure, I sure hope people are loving it because I, I want to publish those as well and uh, and pay for art without going into the red. Um, I've got one that I maybe I need a better title for it, but I'm currently calling it Big Trouble for a Little Blood, and it is uh, it's set in San Francisco. Uh, and uh, you're, yeah, there's it's very much it's Big Trouble in Little China, uh-huh. uh, changed up. Which uh, that movie actually the script for it started its life as a western, right? And then they were like, oh, it's a lot cheaper to do this if we just set it now. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, people have so much fun with that adventure. It's, oh yeah, and it's a blast to run. No, I, listen, I, I'm not, I love Weird Frontiers. And when it finally did get delivered, opening mm-hmm. it was, was so amazing because I've got the Leatherette cover, you know, the, it's yeah. huge and it's great. And it's, yeah, it's a great game. I just, I, I don't talk about it enough on this podcast, I guess. I need to <laughs> that. Uh, so you, you mentioned North Texas RPG Con, which is a great convention. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get down there next year, but I, I'm in Virginia, so it's a, a little bit of a drive. But uh, yeah. are, are there other conventions that you, try to make or do you end up going to a Um, lot of conventions or i'm going to more now since uh i was at long con which is out in longview texas not a huge convention but i i set up a a booth there and sold a lot of like goodman game stuff um so i can uh i can you know have my convention badge uh count as a business expense now which is Uh (laughs) and you know my gas to drive there is a business expense now so it's like okay i can i can kind of convince myself to go to these a little bit more easily uh but i also have a toddler so it's i'm still just going to the local one so north texas um i didn't go to chupacabra con this year but i went the year before uh long con and then there's um lone star game expo which is a pretty small one as well i think it's 
they like skipped a year or two because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think there's only been like three or four that have been held. So it's new and but have had a lot of fun there as well. Excellent. Um, Carl's going to be in one of my weird frontier games at, uh, North Texas. I've, I've been on his podcast once mm-hmm. and he was in town or, or town adjacent, at least to me sometime last year and was able to grab a beer with him and, uh, and catch up a little bit. So, yeah, I'm hoping to, I I've got to actually come out there for work just before, or actually it's going to be after North Texas. Cause I'll be out there <sighs> from June. Um, but yeah, it's going to be right after it's going to be the. Look, trying to look at this now. Trying to figure. It, it's actually the the week that it's this week. <laughs> we're oh. recording it. We're, we're recording <laughs> this in advance, folks. But but it's actually yeah. The the end of this week, I'm going to be out there. Um, as this is published. But but and, and I've talked with Carl. And we're we're trying to hook up together. I was out in San Antonio for work a couple of years ago, and I, I okay. hooked up with him. And I need to get back to San Antonio to do a food tour because Carl knows <laughs> all the best places. To eat. There's some good. Yeah, I've I've got some buddies that live down there too, and oh uh, yeah, there's some good eats. Yeah, a hundred percent. But you know, I'm looking forward to. I'm sure Carl will do a, a review of your game, and he'll talk, or at least impressions of the different games that he he plays in at North Texas. So I'm looking forward to that. He always does a good job with that. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. Is there anything with um, your product lines or, or anything else that you you know any other questions I should have asked that that I didn't ask or anything else you want to mention? Um. Well, I'll mention, so one thing that is, it's not me and Crawl Classics, but I'm sticking in this Kickstarter. You know, I got like the patch. I also got a couple other patches and a couple like t-shirts and, you know, the, the t-shirts will eventually like get on an Etsy store or something. But, um, so you're not like missing out if you get a, don't get them there, but you, you get them for like, you know, a couple bucks cheaper. But, um, the first stretch goal, I'm actually making a, uh, a DCC system variant with something else not related that I've been working on, but it's, uh, this, this is how I'm choosing to start like my kind of open beta testing by going, okay, well, if you back this Kickstarter, obviously you're interested in this kind of thing. So here's my system variant that I'm calling uh, Academia Arcana. And it's like a, a wizard school genre. Um, yeah. DCC variant where you're all like students who kind of suck at spells, uh, Mm -hmm. at the start of it. And you're rolling D14s instead of D20s, but, uh, you can improve that as you play through the game, and it's uh, it's got rules for being much more investigative um, than your standard DCC. The there's an adventure in there called Night of the Were Wizard uh, that's in the the beta rules. And uh, last time I ran it, um, there was one point of damage taken, and there was zero combat, and it was all just people pretending to be like awkward teenage wizard kids. And having a really fun time and and us all laughing our butts off. So that sounds great. Uh so if if you, you know, if you're like Mutant Crawl Classics isn't my thing, but that does sound like it. Um, back for a buck and uh and you'll get that too, as long as we hit the the stretch goal, which I've made the first one because I wanna I wanna get it out to folks. And no, start that sounds beta amazing. testing those rules and uh and polish them up and make make it a a bigger ordeal uh at some point in the future. Excellent. Well, we'll definitely look forward to that. In fact, once, cause I'll be back in this Kickstarter. Once I get that, I've, I've got a group of folks that don't normally play DCC. I want to run that for to see how that, how that works for them. So sounds good. Very cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, like I said, we'll have links to all your stuff in the show notes. 
Um, everybody knows where to find Goodman Games and find all their stuff. So I really appreciate your coming on and talking about all, all this stuff. We had a good time. Let, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let, final question. But so aside from Mutant Crawl Classics, have do you have a lot of experience with, with post-apocalyptic gaming? And if so, what what's your favorite non you know, non-DCC system yeah. post-apocalyptic game? Um, I I don't have a, a huge amount of experience with it. Like, I, I'm not like a Gamma World person. Mm-hmm. I guess Paranoia is technically that. Uh, the most yeah. post-apocalyptic gaming I've actually done was uh, me running like a nearly two-year-long Dark Sun campaign. Okay. Um, which is not what most people think about with post-apocalyptic gaming, but it, it's a magical post-apocalypse for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that definitely counts. That's very cool. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> a a buddy that was running a Dark Sun campaign based on OSE. Um, it was a few years ago, but and and he loved what was the name? Now I'm brain farting. I should know. It's, there's a post apocalypse movie of Patrick Swayze. What, what's that called? You you know where they, they've got swords and um, there's like no guns, but it, but there's like burnout cars and stuff. And the listeners are yelling right now because they, <laughs> they all know what this is. But but anyway, but he was like inspired by stuff like that, and he you know going for that kind of vibe, you know, going for that like cyborg with um, yeah. Dream Claw uh, Van Damme and and like that kind of vibe. Steel kind Dawn, of Steel Dawn. That's it. Great movie if if you like those kind of movies. I um, haven't seen that one. It's it's going on the list. I'll, yeah, I'll watch yeah, it sometimes. That's yeah, it's pretty great. But yeah, very cool. Okay. Well, thank you. I, you know, maybe we'll get you on again here. And the other thing I'd love to get you on sometime is I have another show called Cerebrivore. It's a panel discussion and we've Mm kind of, it's kind of been dead this year. We haven't been able to organize panels because life's gotten in the way, but I'm going to start that up again. So, so if you're willing to get on a panel discussion about different topics, we'll reach out to you and, you know, see what work schedule was. For sure. Yeah. When I was on uh, Geomologist, Carl actually mentioned that too, because I, I, I mentioned to him that I, I read a lot of like old appendix in books and he was like, oh, we should get you on Cerebrivore for something. Yeah. Talk about old books. That, that's actually one of the, so I, I will be reaching out to you because that's one of the, <laughs> the episodes that we're working on getting a panel for is appendix in literature. So uh, that'd be perfect. Okay. All right. I'll be there. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for you know, let my listeners know about everything and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Okay, folks, that's it. I want to thank Stefan for coming on. Go check out all of his stuff. And I just want to ask you all to be excellent to each other. Joker by your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the glow, bring on the glow. There is a dustbin in your moil's by the tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away, don't look away Don't look away, don't look away 